Hello, and welcome to Stride and Saunter, episode 204. I'm Kip Clark. And I'm Morgan Jaffe. And Morgan, today I wanted to talk about a thought experiment, and that is, what's worse, saying something you wish you hadn't, or saying nothing and wishing that you had? And to me, this is a really fascinating topic that conjures all sorts of ideas and imagination, but I'd love you to take the first stab at it. It is a really interesting question. What is worse? They both, in their own right, sound like two terrible options. I'm definitely someone who overthinks things, and both situations seem just as painful. I don't know if I can answer that question. I think it's very situational. It depends on what's going on. Is it that I said something to a friend that I regret, or is it that I didn't ask a question to a stranger on the subway? Some situations are only going to affect me, and I'm the only one who's probably going to overthink it. And in other instances, it's going to affect someone else. So again, I think it just depends on who I did or did not say whatever this was to. At the risk of putting a positive spin on overthinking, I would say that you care. And anybody to whom this question would apply or feel meaningful probably also cares there are plenty of people who skate through life hurting others or taking what they want and not really worrying about the consequences of their actions or inactions. Obviously, this question is very verbally focused. And so a part of me wonders if there are listeners out there, maybe those who are less curious or prone to overthinking than you and I might be, who hear this topic and say, okay, I don't really care about this at all, or see any meaningful distinction. But I very much identify with you on overthinking, and this topic really threw my mind into overdrive. One of my first thoughts, to your point, is that the recipient or recipients and trajectory of our words are really essential. Are we speaking idly to a group of friends, where I think we are often more relaxed and might let something slip that later we regret? Or are we speaking directly to one or a few close individuals in which case I believe many of us really pick out our words carefully because of the authority or the romantic or emotional significance of those conversations. And to reveal my cards early in the conversation, I personally think the former, saying something you wish you hadn't, is a bit more preferable because you can explain why you said it. And I also think in many cases, you can make up for certain verbal mistakes or even elaborate on what you meant to say or the meaning you were hoping to get across. And while we don't always live in a forgiving world, I do think if you're around good people, they'll understand a verbal gaffe or mistake. But I do think we should come back to the larger world and how it handles words. Because when it comes to things like social media, I think there are a lot of regrets when it comes to things some of us wish we hadn't said. I agree with you. If you say something and you wish you hadn't, you can't take it back. It's out there and it's in the world. You can apologize for it. You can try to reframe it. You can try to explain it, but it's there. But I think there's something to be said about regretting what isn't said, because I think that can be just as tolling on someone's psyche as regretting something they did say. But all that's to say, no matter what you do, 
If you say something and you wish you hadn't, or you say nothing and wish you had, could it be possible that you're going to regret it no matter what? That you're always going to wish you had done the opposite? Maybe this question isn't really so much about the correct answer, because for each person in each situation, there might be a different correct answer. There might be a different way that you can go about it. Maybe this is really a question about confidence, about why we're thinking about this, and why do we think about this? Could this really be a question about empathy? Well, there's a trigger word for me if ever there was one, but you also brought up confidence. And that's what I find really intriguing because the intersection of empathy and confidence isn't one I've ever really given much thought. And so I appreciate that you brought it up, but I'm also particularly intrigued. And I feel, at least looking at examples in my life, that the two seem at times at odds with one another, and people who might regret things and feel very empathetic are almost burdened by their empathy because they're so in other people's heads Whereas confident individuals, at least on a polar and perhaps extreme opposite, don't take the time to rethink or doubt what they've said because that's part of confidence. I would go so far as to say that you're bordering on arrogance if you don't care about what anyone says or thinks, and also if you never question your decisions or statements. But I do think confidence and empathy are really interesting as they relate to this question, so I appreciate that. And another satellite orbiting this topic, if you will, in my mind, is the concept of being thoughtful and reflective, something I try to be and I do think can go too far and to extremes. But when I look out at the world, obviously there's no way to detect for this. You don't know what's going on in people's minds. I don't feel like ours is a particularly thoughtful culture. And when I think about statements that are or are not made, I often think about politics and politicians, but also marketing and advertising. I think this question could also be applied to artistic or marketplace expressions. And there have been a lot of advertisements, especially over the course of my life, that to me are not only insensitive, but outrageous. And so I find it interesting that we live in a world where systems are complex enough that entities made of many different people can make statements, so to speak, even if individuals within those groups or communities disagree. You might be a low-level employee at an apparel brand who makes a very offensive advertisement, but you don't have a say in what your company is saying or putting out there, and yet you might feel some remorse, regret, and at the same time, higher-ups in your company, who might be more motivated by money or your brand's overall influence, won't regret it, because their motivations are different. So I think this question is especially interesting when you apply it to different levels of communities and individuals. I was seeing all of this on a personal level. So it's interesting to think of it in terms of a company. With the example of a clothing brand and someone writing an offensive tagline on a shirt, for example. I think with that, it comes down to choice. And because when you're working for a larger company, or any company really, If they employ you, I imagine you feel like you don't have a lot of choice. I was thinking of this more in terms of a personal level. Maybe you said something or didn't say something that you wish you had to a romantic partner or a parent or a friend. What's worse, saying I love you to a partner if you're not sure or not telling them if you know you love them and they never get to know that? 
Or what's worse, if you have a parent and you get in a fight, you're incredibly angry and you tell them, I hate you. Or is it worse to be in a fight with a parent and not getting a chance to reconcile with them or apologize or hear them apologize to you? Or is it worse to have a friend tell you a secret and you lose their trust because you tell someone else that secret, you can't take back those words? Or is it worse to keep that secret for them, but it's a secret that keeps them unsafe? I don't necessarily expect an answer to any of these scenarios, but they all in their own way provide a chance to say, I hadn't thought about it that way, or that does make it more difficult. What listeners might find very frustrating about this episode, and at least what I'm going to consistently keep bringing up, is I don't think there is any right answer. Well, to the listeners who know us, I hope they would expect more unanswered questions that are theirs to explore than conclusive or definitive conversations, though hopefully we find a balance, but I appreciate your remark there. What the comments you just made illuminate for me is that it's not speech that we're weighing necessarily, but the interpersonal impacts of our words or silence. In the I love you example, It would take some knowledge of how your partner might perceive those words and also what you prefer, awkwardness or the possibility that this person doesn't know your feelings and maybe even doubts your affection for them. I'll admit that I'm a bit idealistic in hoping that the majority of saying something you wish you hadn't circumstances are at worst offensive and at best awkward and that either of these could be resolved with further and refined communication. And I'll admit that as much as I prize communication, people will make up their minds about you and the words you've said, and indeed, even slips of the tongue can be revealing. Though I do think the degree of those revelations is debatable. Now on that point of revelations, in my research, I came across something interesting in the psychological realm That being labeled ironic process theory, which essentially states that if we are suppressing certain thoughts, that consumes energy, and since we only have a finite amount of energy available, we're especially at risk of allowing suppressed thoughts to break through when stressed, anxious, or engaged in an intellectually demanding task. Which is why, as the source remarked, if I tell someone to not picture a pink elephant, You can only do that for so long because your brain is paradoxically focused on what it's being told not to consider. And so saying something you wish you hadn't could be a slip of something you've been trying desperately not to say. And that's where this topic takes on a really interesting layer for me because it brings in truth. I believe people, however subjective, perceive their own truths. And I do feel, when there are larger truths to be found, that we all brush up against them. And it's so fascinating to me to see that in certain social dynamics, we won't say certain things, even though we know them to be true. And I do respect that there are reasons for weighing possible outcomes, but I'm personally of the belief, in the I love you example, that if that's a truth you feel, there is some inherent value in letting someone else know. Obviously, you can try to deal with the consequences later, and they may be very messy or even sometimes harmful, and I'm not trying to paint with a broad brush, but I do think the truth is worth striving for. I agree. The truth can be very tricky, but it can also be situational. 
I'm going to shift us a little bit and go back to overthinking. Because at the end of the day, whether we're sharing the truth or something we want to say, even if that is what we want to share or not, we're always going to be overthinking what we do. One thing I want to touch on with this topic is we're only thinking about what's worse for us. For my own thought process and my own self, do I feel worse saying something I wish I hadn't, or do I personally feel worse saying nothing and wishing I had? If I'm talking to someone and telling them these things or not telling them these things, how does it affect them? We're only coming at this from one side. How do I feel about it later? Am I overthinking it? Is it a confidence issue? Is it an empathy issue? But what we are forgetting and overlooking is, how is this other person going to react? Which is, of course, wise and empathetic of you to bring up, because we have been talking about this primarily from a lens of self. And I think that's because in the regrets that this question poses, those are going to be internally felt, even if that's motivated by what other people say or do in response to what you have or haven't said. I do find it interesting, though, that someone can be immediately affected by what you said, which can also linger, but silence behaves in different ways. If you're silent when someone expects you to speak up, obviously that affects them, but if you have something to say to someone and they don't know about it and you choose to never say it, they're never going to know. If there's someone you aren't in a relationship with but feel strong feelings towards and you don't tell them, your silence doesn't exist in their reality. And when talking about the others affected by what we do or don't say, I feel there's an application here to social media because you don't always know who's looking at your feed, the things you're saying. Sometimes if people like or comment, you're aware that they've seen your comments or posts but with algorithms and also increasingly many hundreds of followers or friends. You could be making statements you hope are seen by persons X, Y, and Z, and those people never see what you have to say. And also, if we bring in silence, saying nothing and wishing you had, your comments are visible on social media, but silence is invisible. Unless your connections are expecting something from you, you're not posting at least in my mind, doesn't hold the same weight as silence in person. If someone asks you a question and you don't respond, or in a tense argument that you don't contribute to, your silence holds weight. But on social media, maybe you weren't on your phone or computer that day, or didn't have any knowledge of the topic du jour. Now I'm going to get a little bit stuck on this idea of silence. Because yes, Silence is very different in a physical space versus an online space. If you ask me a question and we're face-to-face and I don't answer, well, that can mean so many different things. You immediately can start reading my silence and trying to interpret it, to decode it, because with my silence comes my body language. That might mean I won't give you eye contact or there's a deep sigh or a smile. It just depends on the situation. In some cases, you're right. I agree that on social media, it's different because if you post about something and I don't comment on it or I don't like it, you can attribute that to, well, Morgan didn't see this, though that might not be the case. I might see it and not agree and decide not to comment, but there's silence in different contexts. If I'm texting with someone and they don't respond, 
but we've just been having several exchanges, I know that I'm going to overthink that. Was it something I said? Did I make them uncomfortable? Did I ask an odd question? And even if we hadn't just been texting back and forth, if I send someone a text and they don't respond all day, well, then I'm going to think about the person. If I know they're constantly on their phone, I'm going to find that odd. But if they aren't usually on their phone, then I just know that's the situation. That's how they operate. Silence can be really tricky, and I feel like this could be a whole nother topic for us. I agree. There's a lot to unpack in silence, and at some point in the future, I'd love to do so. I also really appreciate the fact that you brought up body language, because when we think about things we'd said or hadn't said, oftentimes your face or your body will communicate certain emotions. There might be people who say, are you okay? Or am I bothering you? And if you say certain things, you're verbally expressing one thought, but if your body is angled away from them, if you're not making much eye contact, etc., then a certain meaning comes across. And as scary as the following might sound, especially in a world where surveillance and data collection are ever-present, we as people are always sending out signals in one way or another. Silence, words, body language, etc. We are communicating who we are to the world. Some of us are certainly better at masking that than others, but I don't think there's anyone out there who could convey a non-signal, that there is no thought or emotion communicated. So I think fundamentally, this question also gets at, what do you want the world to know? What are you comfortable sharing, or of course, not sharing, with the world? And on that note, Morgan, after we've shared many of our thoughts, what would you like the audience to think about after listening to this conversation? We travel a lot in this episode through a lot of related but different topics. But right now, I really want to go back to the original question for our listeners. Do you have a time or an experience that comes to mind where you said something you wish you hadn't or said nothing and wish you had? I'd be particularly interested to know if listeners believe one of these is more common than the other. I have my own theory, but I don't want to weigh anyone's opinion or decisions, and we hope you'll reach out to us and let us know. And lastly, as we had talked a bit about tiers or levels of society and community, I'd love to know, when we talk about context, do you think one of these is more common or prevalent in certain societies or cultures. Certainly regret might pervade all human lives the world over, but if you live in a culture that might shame you for saying things or encourage you to speak up, how would that affect your answer or experience with this question? But of course, as always, we want this to be a conversation among, not simply a conversation between. Morgan and I are only two voices, however much we overthink, and we'd really love to hear from you. So if you have any opinions, comments, or feedback of any kind, please let us know. You can find us on Twitter or on Facebook. You can also email us via strideandsaunter at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to the show, as well as supporting us on Patreon, where in exchange for your support, you'll receive exclusive perks like bonus episodes. And as always, we thank you very much for listening, and from thought to word and voice to ear, this is Kip Clark, signing off. And I'm Morgan Jaffe. See you next time.